about that. I talked I, about it before the PGA. Yeah, I, I can't remember who it was. Was it Sergio Garcia? Maybe. Because it, it, it sounds I like, like it. Would, it sounds like it would be him. Yeah. Yeah. So it was the worst treatment he's ever had at a, at a sporting event. What a baby. But that's that, that, that's another reason why the Ryder Cup is so great, because the fans don't necessarily like each other. I mean, when you think about your favorite golfers, how many of them are European? I mean, maybe Rory McIlroy. I like Martin Keimer. I mean, even this. But when you get in that atmosphere, you cheer. And the Valhalla crowd was pretty uh, intimidating and a pretty yeah. boozed-up, fun crowd. I wish I had been a little bit older back when it was here, and I hope they find their way back, although they've got the next few locations locked up. Uh, but it was fun to watch, and I would rank it second behind the World Cup. And, and if they did really dislike each other, if you're playing your, your four-ball match and you disliked the two guys you were going against and it kind of showed you didn't concede putts, you know how they, they can say it's a, a gimme within two feet or however long you can concede. If they just never did that, I think that'd be hilarious and, and fun to watch. I wouldn't. I'd make them all put it out. I, I would too. And you'd be surprised because they like each other. They don't want to be jerks on the middle of the green. Uh, you'd be surprised how many putts they do just give up and, and allow. And I, I, I've seen past Ryder Cups where after two bad shots, they've just given up on the hole, which you know is probably the smart thing to do. But still, no mercy. you got to play it out. But uh, so I'd, I'd rank that second behind the World Cup. Probably the Olympics would be third. Uh, I don't really know would be fourth at this point. There's not a ton of exciting international competitions. Amer- American Ninja Warrior. American Ninja Warrior. The America Cup, which is the sailing event. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people get into that. But uh, So fun to watch that this morning. I'm going to talk a little bit more about it. Uh, talk about some people I dislike and, and why I think the United States, while they didn't play particularly great today, should not be down 5-3. It should be much closer than that. And I'm also going to talk about why I, I strongly dislike Bubba Watson and almost wish that he wasn't an American. Am I allowed to say that on air? Is that too much? I guess, if you want, sure. Okay. I, I really dislike Bubba Watson. It starts from the PGA, and then he goes out there and just gets clobbered today while contributing next to nothing. He'll be back out there tomorrow. I used to like him, thinking about it, uh, but not anymore. So, again, we're live out here at Oxmoor. should be a fun show. Uh Lots and lots to talk about. We're going to preview Kentucky's game. I was going to get the Vandy's Rivals guy on who uh, had been on here once before, and I tried to get him a couple other times, and he's got a radio show that goes on at the same time as mine, so it doesn't work out that way. Uh, but we do, we do have plenty to talk about when it comes to that game. Announced today by Kyle Tucker of the Courier Journal, who's a friend to the sports soccer, that Kentucky has sold about 52,000 tickets of its 62,000 capacity. I'm a, I'm a little surprised, Yates. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would think they'd be closer to a sellout, if that, not completely sold out. That's not particularly close at all. That's 10,000 away the day, uh, less than 24 hours before the game. Uh, they gave away those $20 tickets. Again, uh, I, I can't stress it enough. There's other factors that go into the fact that tickets are available it is a noon game you're playing against vandy you're a 18 point favorite you think uk fans that'd be more reason to go but i get it it's not it's not it wouldn't be an upset fans love upsets and vandy's not going to bring anybody Uh, they they usually bring a light crowd and and they're going to bring next to nobody tomorrow so those are extra tickets uk has to sell on the spot like that but still, 52,000 out of 62,000, 10,000 tickets still floating around. And you're going to get some walk-ups. People buy tickets tomorrow. You can go to the ticket stands and get them. Uh, but on the flip side, you're probably also going to have people that don't decide to go. Yeah. You're going to go out tonight, maybe drink a little bit, wake up at 11 and just go, eh, 
I'll catch it on TV. Uh, Kentucky's going to blow them out, which would be good news for UK fans. I think they'd be happy with that. But you're also going to have people, for all the people that walk up and buy tickets, I'd say maybe half the half of uh, half that number of people are just not going to go to the game, possibly. So we'll have to see what it looks like in the stands. I, I've got a feeling what it's going to look like. And if it's as bad as I think it might be in terms of passing the looks test on Monday, I, I'm going to go on a little rant because Kentucky's trying, Mark Stoops is trying to build this program. UK football fans are so passionate and so quick to jump on you the first time you say anything bad about UK. And UK football fans can't sell out a Commonwealth Stadium for possibly their first SEC win since 2011. It's disappointing if you're a UK fan and you need to be realistic and uh, possibly call out some of your other fans on why this is happening. If this was Charlie Strong, he'd be going after the crowd. Yeah, he probably would be. I mean, I don't think he'd say anything before the game, but if it were the situation were reversed and there were 10,000 people not at the UofL game, he would definitely make a comment about it. Now, I remember when he, he did call out the crowd, and it seemed like it was maybe a few times, but I was living in Lexington covering Strictly UK and also a student at the time, so I didn't really get to see the, the reaction to that. Uh, from what I could tell, it seemed like Louisville fans didn't take it too well. Is that accurate for the most part? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it definitely rubbed some people the wrong way. And I, I mean, I'm not necessarily one of them, but there were a lot of people who, who took offense especially when he compared them to U.K. fans. That, See, that, that was that, particularly bad. I could get why that that would be uh, not a good idea. But I kind of my gut tells me if Stoops were to call out the fans, and honestly, I think if the crowd's bad on, on Saturday, he should. I should say, if, I, I, I wish he would go out on Monday and say, if it's not a packed house for South Carolina this week, then that's embarrassing. I wish he'd make a, a kind of a bold statement because that could rile up some fans and that could rally some fans to go to the game. And I don't think there'd be much of a – uh, a backlash. I think fans would agree with them that, yes, if you can't sell out that South Carolina game, and I do think they'll be able to sell that game out, assuming they don't lose to Vanderbilt, if you can't sell out that South Carolina game, then what are, what are you going to do the rest of the year? What, what can you sell to recruits about fan support when you can't even sell out that game? So I think it would be smart of Stoops to go out there, say something, uh, calling out the fans a little bit. You don't have to be rude. You don't have to compare them to Tennessee fans or Louisville fans like Strong did. But I think for the most part, that would be a, a, a smart thing to do. I think UK fans would take take that in and listen to it and react positively instead of negatively complaining about Stoops' comments uh, because the crowds have been bad. I mean, there's no there's no two ways around it. It's been, it's been awfully bad these first two games for UK. So I'm curious to see if he would say anything. Right now, the only thing he's ever said about crowd is, I appreciate the folks that come out here. It's the most dry, vanilla answer a coach could give when asked about the attendance. But you know deep down as a coach that – uh, coached at Florida State and uh, has a, a brother that's thought to be the best coach in the Big 12, one of the better coaches in the country. It's, it's embarrassing that he can't put fans in the stands. It, it probably hurts him pretty deep. And UK fans that always ask, does he leave? Is he going to get a better job? It, it'll be a lot easier for him to make that decision if he's not, if he's not, if Commonwealth Stadium isn't sold out and fan support isn't where he wants it to be. Again, there's a long way away before Stoops would be considered for some bigger jobs, jobs worth leaving. Uh, it would have to show results on the field. And that's what a lot of UK fans will say is, I'll go to the games when I see results. Who cares about this small progress? Who cares about this momentum? Who cares about this hype? When wins start to show, I'll start to show. Uh, do you think that's fair, Yates? Um, no, I mean... If it were if it were a guy who, you know, a coach who hadn't, or I guess who had struggled 
maybe so. You know, if, if we're talking about two or three years into Joker's term and the attendance is dwindling and people aren't showing up and, and then they want to say, I'll start showing back up when you're winning, I, I could maybe see that argument from the fan base. But when you're talking about a new coach who has done no wrong, who has done, yeah, who has done no wrong and who, you know, according to the rhetoric, everybody's really excited about. But the proof isn't really in the pudding, gotta, so yeah, to speak. Nobody, nobody's, it, it, nobody's coming. If nobody's coming, then how, do, how does anybody know you're really excited? It's, actions it's speak a lot louder than words, exactly. I, I think, is how you sum that up. I agree with you 100%. That's a good point. It's, it, it, you're right. If this was Joker and you've had multiple bad seasons and then you get a couple good recruiting classes and there's momentum with the program, then I'd be, I, I would say it's okay, fans. Wait till they win and then show up. Yeah, that's understandable. But with Stoops... You can't blame him for the mess that he took over. You thank him for the mess he took over, and you support him. And UK fans aren't doing that right now. Again, I, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna wait and see how it looks on Saturday, how it's gonna look tomorrow before I, I really uh, go on maybe a little tangent on Monday. But I've got a feeling how it's going to look, and we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. Uh, but it's gonna be perfect weather. Who cares if it's a noon game? Who cares if it's Vandy? If you haven't beaten an SEC team since 2011, 17 straight losses, uh, you get excited about that game regardless, and you, you make you, you make it to the game one way or the other. You don't have to say the whole game. You make it to the game. Uh, so that's something interesting to, to look out for. We're going to head to our first commercial break. We'll come back. I'm going to talk more to keys to, those, to the Kentucky-Vandy game, what UK needs to do to make sure they're not upset. Uh, what Vandy would have to do to, to find a way to win that game, where Vandy's strengths are, where their weaknesses are, where Kentucky's going to attack. I'll give you a hint. I don't see a, a possible way Kentucky loses this game. So stick around here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. We'll be right back. Listening to the Sports Talker with TJ Walker on 1450 The Sports Buzz. Right off Shelbyville Road, how would you like to catch a new set of keys to a brand new Ford? The all new 2014 Ford F-150 is fast. XLT Crew Cab. Crew Cab is fast, stylish, and supreme, and only 269 per month. Come join the Built Ford Tough event at Oxmoor. Uh, it sounds like a pretty good deal to me. If you're a truck guy, I've uh, I've always wanted a truck. I just don't think I would look good driving one. I'd like a truck for sometime use. Just like to I'd have, just yeah, if you just needed to, just it. Just to have at my disposal whenever I might need one. Wouldn't that be nice? Just to be, you're moving. Also, I'd want to have a truck and nobody know I have a truck. Oh, yeah. It'd be as terrible as, to be the truck guy. As soon as everybody knows you have a truck, you always get asked to help move. It really is that way. And whenever I have to move something, I think who's got a big either bed, uh, as in a truck, or a, a big SUV that has a back seat. Uh, it's not me. I've got a little two-door convertible, not nearly big enough 
not nearly big enough like that F-150. That's a great deal. Anyways, we were talking Kentucky and attendance. We had some tweet, uh, some texts rather from Clay B116. He says, "Is it fair to criticize the UK fans when the vast, vast majority of tickets left are in the visitor section, which are selling for fifty-five dollars on Ticketmaster? There are none left under fifty-five dollars. Upper deck visitor section." Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought that if you bought those tickets on Ticketmaster and entered the special promo Beat VU you could get those tickets discounted at $20. Uh, maybe that's not the case for the Vanderbilt tickets, which in that case, uh, they sold, they, they reserved those tickets for Vandy. Vandy, you request how many they need, and it almost seems like it's a fixed price because that is the visitor section. But again, I, uh, I, I you might be able to get those tickets for $20, Clay B116. And is it fair to criticize UK fans regardless? Yes, it's absolutely fair. It is. You're try- you, you can talk the talk, but you don't walk the walk when it comes to showing up to games. I get $55 is not cheap. Would I pay $55 to go watch Kentucky play Vandy? It, it, probably, if I was one of the fans that was talking about how UK is moving in the right direction and it's a great football fan base. I'm not saying that it's not. I, I genuinely believe that it can be. You go back to 2007, and that was one of the tougher places to play in the SEC, and I mean that. And I, I know non-UK fans will probably laugh about that, but it, it's true. It, there's a reason Kentucky beat LSU at home that game, and it wasn't because UK was better. That LSU team won the national title. The Commonwealth can be a very intimidating place, a, a tough place to play. You just got to have the fans there. And $55, again, that's a lot to go to a game. And you got to buy beer for the tailgate, and you've got to buy a couple drinks in the stadium, and maybe some food. It's an expensive trip, but it's a it's a really great way. I, I think if you're a, if you're a big UK fan to spend a Saturday, I don't know what else you'd do. It's not even a good college football Saturday. I'm gonna I am gonna have my picks later in the show today. We're sitting at 14 and 11 on the year, uh, meaning if you've been betting these picks, you're up. Not a lot, but you're up. This is a tough week. There's not a lot of good games, period. Uh, and uh, this is, uh, we'll see. We'll see what I can do this week. I, I feel good about them, but maybe not as good as weeks past. So uh, don't feel feel good about them with me, everybody. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about those a little bit later. So Kentucky is playing Vandy, and I talked about before the break that I would be shocked if Vandy won. And here's a few reasons why. Everybody's scoring on Vandy, whether you're, you're UMass, your Temple, Ole Miss or South Carolina, all four teams have had no problem putting points up on the board. Vandy should have lost to UMass. Those that watched that game, they should be an 0-4 team. Another reason, this is getting away from the X's and O's. This is getting away from a personnel on Vandy. It's just going with basic look at the schedule, look at what's going on, stats, and facts. This is going to be Vanderbilt's first home game, or away game, rather. They've only played home games, excuse me. Uh, again, I, I don't think Commonwealth is going to be the most intimidating stadium in the country tomorrow afternoon, but it's still a road game. It's still a new routine that these players, especially these freshmen, have not experienced. They did play a game at LP Field. That's in Nashville. They have not left Nashville this year. That's going That's going to matter. That's going to matter. Uh, not that they've had great home crowds at Vanderbilt, I heard that if you were at the L- the game at LP Field, there might have been more Ole Miss fans there, especially later in the game. 
but it's still it's still a routine, a new routine that these players aren't used to doing. So those are, are two big reasons why I think even that alone, Kentucky should win. Uh, Vanderbilt has trouble scoring for the most part. Now, they you look at the score against South Carolina, they put up 34 points against an SEC defense. Uh, that score was a lot closer than the game actually was. Uh, special teams really kept Vanderbilt in that game, and they only scored seven points against a Temple defense, only three points against Ole Miss. Able to put up points against UMass, but again, that's UMass. Uh, not Certainly not a great team. So, uh, those reasons alone, Kentucky should have no problem winning. Not even to take into consideration what UK has going for it. Uh, they've got a confident quarterback, a stable quarterback. The first time UK fans have been able to say that in quite some time, and it's exciting. It's fun to watch. It legitimately might be the best quarterback in the SEC East. And when's the When's the last time you could say that? You could make a case that you make you can make a great case that, well, yeah, no doubt. Andre Woodson was never the best quarterback in the SEC East. You had Tim Tebow there, so it's been a very long time since UK has debatably ever had the best quarterback in its division, and this year it, it could. So you have a confident quarterback. You've got uh, a more experienced offense across the board. Yes, you still have some freshmen, uh, but at what at what point do the freshmen grow up? Is it going down there and going toe-to-toe with Florida in the swamp. Uh, and even if that doesn't count, you still have Ryan Timmons. You still have some more experienced guys, and, and they're getting healthy. Uh, I don't know if Javis Blue was 100% at Florida, but he's got to be 100% heading into this this Vanderbilt game. So you've, you've got those options. Again, you've got Braylon Hurd, who should, uh, should bounce back after a disappointing performance at Florida, you wonder how healthy he was. UK wasn't able to rush the ball regardless. So you, you've got an offense that I think should have no problem moving the ball on Vanderbilt. As long as they take care of the ball, I think they'll be fine, and I think they will. Uh, and, and Vanderbilt's just a mess all the way around. They, I talk about how Kentucky's freshmen have grown up. Uh, Vandy has, going against Ole Miss and going against South Carolina, and, and even though I, I've kind of ripped on UMass as a football team, winning that close game is, is a good thing for Vanderbilt. Uh, but they've, they've played 33 freshmen on the year, and that's a lot to get in. Uh, it's a program that surprisingly is rebuilding just because they lost uh, Franklin to Penn State. But they are, and that's true. So uh, a lot of freshmen are, are playing for Vandy. This is going to be their first road game, and I'm curious to, to see how they respond. Uh, and Kentucky's defense should be able to feast on uh, Vanderbilt's offense. You've got a quarterback at Vandy. You don't really know exactly what quarterback you're going to see, but both of them haven't been spectacular this year. Uh, I asked I asked Chris Lee, who writes for the Vanderbilt site, who, who he thought would be the quarterback on Saturday. He thought that it would be Freebeck because Robinette has two concussions on the air. So you've got some quarterback controversy. That's never healthy for an offense to get rid of them, to get uh, in a routine and, and know who they could be playing uh, with in their huddle. So uh, I, I think Kentucky wins. I think they win big. I think there might be a time, maybe an ugly quarter, uh, maybe a few ugly series that it happened against Ohio. So it could certainly happen against Vanderbilt. Uh, there might be some, uh, an ugly quarter at most, but at the end of the day, Kentucky's going to run away with this game. And anything within a, a, a seven-point game is uh, would be very surprising to me. I was talking with my boss, Brett Dawson, CatsIllustrated.com. He said 
it doesn't really necessarily matter if UK wins by one or wins by 25. I disagree. I think UK needs to, to win this game big to continue confidence going into the Florida game or to the South Carolina game. Excuse me. That's I think that's big. They've been able to maintain confidence throughout this year. I don't know if a narrow victory over a very bad Vanderbilt team would keep that momentum going. Uh, obviously, a win would be certainly better than a loss, no matter which way you could get it. But I, I do think there is a extra importance in UK being able to win this game big on Saturday. And again, I don't see any, I, I don't see a scenario where they don't. I think they should be able to. I made my prediction on catsillustrated.com. You can read all the other staff's predictions there. I, I think, and I had the I had the biggest victory for UK. I had UK winning 46-17. Oh, actually, I switched that. Brett Dawson had it 45-14, so I guess his margin of victory was slightly bigger. But I think Kentucky rolls in this game. Uh, Chris Lee, the Vanderbilt guy, wanted me to read his prediction. He thought UK would win 31-21. So uh, that's a guy that covers Vanderbilt, has covered Vanderbilt for quite some time. And uh, just, uh, again, should be a game that Kentucky wins with ease. The Wake Forest-Louisville game, Yates, is Louisville given 22. Uh, Reggie Bonifon will be the starting quarterback. Be his first game playing since the passing of his father, which uh, has to be very hard for him. Has to be a lot on his mind. Has to be emotional. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what he's able to do leading an offense. But Wake Forest isn't a good team. Uh, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Does Louisville cover that? I think so. If, if the game were on the road, I might be inclined to say that they wouldn't cover. I mean, I think I would think if that were the case, they would still win by two or three touchdowns, but they might not cover the 22. But being as it's at home, I think they probably cover. I don't know if this – I think this could possibly be a, a lose, lose game for Louisville in a sense. Uh, they have to look good in this game to, to have the fans feeling good and likely to have their team feeling good. It's getting to the tough part of their schedule. They've looked mediocre to average on the road, certainly probably less than average at Virginia. Uh, I do think Louisville needs a game where they blow out Wake Forest, but even if they were to blow out Wake Forest and win 40 to 14 or 40 to whatever it may be, people are just going to say, yeah, you beat a terrible Wake Forest team. Yeah, I mean, you might get a little leeway with Bonifon being you know, starting for the first time ever. But, yeah, I mean, you, you're going to need to probably cover the spread at least to keep people satisfied. Yeah, worst-case scenario, Bonifon has a has an ugly game, doesn't play well, Louisville holds on to win in an ugly, low-scoring affair. I don't think that's the case. I, I, I think uh, Petrino's probably as, as mad as anybody with how the season has gone, with how lackluster the offense has looked at times. I, I think Louisville wins big and does cover. I guess this would be a good time to give out my picks while we're at it. Again, 14-11 on the year. I promised that we were never going to get to 500 again, let alone go below 500. So keep these picks on record. First one is Texas. And I'm, this one, I'm kind of, if I had to pick one that I was maybe a little bit iffy on, it'd be this one. But I still feel good about it because I think Texas a and the real deal, really good team, a really good offense and a serious threat to win the SEC West. But I like Texas A&M given nine and a half at, uh, against Arkansas in Jerry World uh, in Dallas. So a neutral site game that will be predominantly uh, Texas A&M fans. That's a lot of points. Arkansas looked really good last week against Texas Tech. It looks like they're moving things in the right direction. But 
Texas A&M can score on anybody. Uh, it doesn't matter where they're playing the game, and that will feel like a home game for them, in my opinion. So I do like Texas A&M to cover that. The next one, Washington at home. They take on Stanford. They're an eight-point underdog. I'm taking Washington there to cover that. Stanford is not a team that's going to put up a ton of points and blow out uh, opponents, especially quality opponents. Washington's 4-0 for the first time in a long time. Uh, they're scoring points on everybody with the exception of their season opener at Hawaii. you got to imagine that's uh, a tough road trip for any team. So I do think uh, Washington covers that eight-point spread and makes it a close game. I don't know if they win or not. Who knows? Uh, my next pick, South Carolina at home, 5.5. Giving 5.5 against Missouri, I think South Carolina wins big. I think Missouri was exposed against IU last week. IU giving four points at Maryland. What do you think of that, Yates? What do we know about IU? Uh, I mean, a team that has some head-scratching losses, but winning at Missouri is we, huge. I think we know they can put up some points. Yeah. I, I, you know, and might, we know be, might be about all we know. You can hear some of their commercials on, during our breaks. and uh, hear the I mean, game on our air. And the game on, on the air here. So uh, I, th- I think that would be an interesting game. Uh, against Maryland. I'm not picking IU to cover that. I, I don't know. I, don't, I have no idea. But uh, I am picking South Carolina to cover five and a half against Missouri. Again, I don't think Missouri's great. Uh, I do think that they kind of were sleepwalking a little bit against IU. That being said, South Carolina at home should be able to cover a touchdown, less than a touchdown. I think uh, the Gamecocks went big. The next pick, staying in the SEC. You see all the SEC picks I have? Ole Miss giving 21 against Memphis. Memphis is much improved. They were kind of the lacking, laughing stock of college football uh, over the past few years. They're getting better, but 21 is uh, only three touchdowns, obviously, and, and, and Ole Miss is at home, and I think Ole Miss kind of feels underrated a little bit. You talk about all these teams in the SEC West, whether it's Texas A&M, Alabama, Auburn, Mississippi State, their rival just had a huge win at LSU. LSU still gets praise uh, for the season that they've had up to this point. Ole Miss feels a little... Uh, they, they feel people need to start talking about the Rebels. So I think they win big against Memphis. And my last pick, I am I hate saying this, but I think I'm on the Notre Dame train. I think they're actually a, a, a very good team, uh, much better than their national title team. I, I genuinely think that. And they're giving 10 at or against Syracuse at MetLife Stadium, so that will likely be a pro-Notre Dame crowd. I know uh, Syracuse kind of considers themselves the team of New York. But you have to imagine Notre Dame has a huge uh, alumni fan base in New York, a, a huge fan base overall. So only 10 points. I, I think Notre Dame's offense is better than that, and, and they'll be able to cruise past Syracuse, especially in the fourth quarter. Uh, and, again, I do think Louisville covers 22. I think Kentucky covers 17. But my five picks are Texas A&M, Washington, South Carolina, Ole Miss, Notre Dame. So we'll, we'll see on Monday uh, just where the record stands. Any problem with any of those, Yates? Um. No, I, yesterday we did our picks, uh, Trevor and I, and I, I actually, uh, you might not be all that surprised by this. I, I picked uh, Vandy to cover 17. Why would I, I, I'm actually a little bit surprised. I, why would I not be surprised about that? Because you're a Louisville fan? Yeah. Oh, so you want Vandy to cover is what you're saying. I mean, I'm not saying that. I just don't, I, I'm not convinced UK will cover that 17. I they haven't be. won an SEC game in two years, so. I wouldn't be shocked if they didn't cover again. This is a, the, the, I talk about how Bandy's backs up against the wall and how bad of a team they are. One thing they do have going for them is they do have the desperation factor, which can play a big role in college football. 
Uh, Kentucky's the team here that has a lot to lose. Vandy's the team that has nothing to lose. So if Vandy did cover, I wouldn't be completely shocked. Now, again, if they won, I would be. Uh, but 17 is a lot of points. You, you could win 34 to 17. They could be up 34 to uh, 3 for the majority of the game, and Vandy get two late touchdowns and cover, or, or at least push. So I wouldn't be shocked to see them cover that. Um, so that's it. Now, the more I, more I think about it and talked about it out loud, I, I feel more confident about my pick. So go with it. We'll, we'll do well. Uh, we're going to head to our last commercial break. We'll come back. I'm going to talk Ryder Cup, some other stuff. So stick around here on 1450 The Sports Buzz, live from Oxmoor at Ford Lincoln, right by Oxmoor Mall, best place to buy a car. Stick around. There was a time when I was so broken hearted. Love wasn't much of a friend of mine. The tables have turned. to the Sports Talker with T.J. Walker. Friday, live at Oxford Ford Lincoln. Oxford Ford is launching something new and bold for those of you who don't want to lose money on your trade. Don't give up trade. Bring uh, any, any car, old car, used car, to Oxmoor Ford. A foreign, generic, American-made truck, and they will pay for it and throw you the keys to a brand-new American-made truck. Come join the Built Ford Tough event at Oxmoor Ford. And if you're not a if you're not a truck guy, they do have some other cars. They got a 2015 Ford Escape S sales price starting at 21,459. That's a great deal for a, a, a really nice car. And they've got a Fusion S, new 2015 Ford. Uh, 18900 that's again uh, another great car can't really can't ever go wrong uh, with a Ford or a Lincoln uh, here at Oxmoor Ford Lincoln so uh, make sure you get out here especially if you're looking for a new car oh, and if you just need a tune-up this is the place to go uh, wanted to finish up this uh, this segment with a little golf talk and Rob Blackhawk tweeted in and said if you're gonna make me listen to golf talk uh, you need to at least talk some hockey hockey this fall unlikely and maybe when it gets close to the stanley cup i'll uh, i'll talk a little hockey or uh, i think i talked a little hockey during the the winter olympics overall disappointing event for the united states but uh, for now it's golf again the Ryder cup second best international event out there oh i forgot to mention as, as yates is just almost isn't even breathing with how fast he's taking down that pizza. Saints pizza is here at Oxmoor. Uh, and Saints holds a, a, a special place in my heart, a place where I watched all of the United States World Cup matches uh, this past summer. Really just a... If you're a U.S. soccer fan, don't watch a match anywhere else. Go there for that, obviously. Uh, and, and great food, as Yates is... I mean, he hasn't even looked up from his pizza yet. Take a breather, Yates. Sorry, man. It's good stuff. And, and uh, that's also it, it goes so quickly out here that you just have, I mean, you have to do that. Or else you're not going to get any. 
that's true. Uh, and it's also the Packers bar in Louisville. So, I mean, it's basically made for me. And that's in St. Matthews. Uh, anyways, we'll get we'll get to some sports talk here eventually, I think. Uh, I, that actually, uh, a, a guy came up and asked if I was going to talk Jeter at all. I did want to talk about Jeter. You're not a you're not a Derek Jeter fan, are you? You definitely are. Okay. Uh, and I don't know if you're going to want to hear me talk about him. No, I, I like Derek Jeter. No, I. Nothing against Derek Jeter. He is a good player. He's a solid player. Did a lot for the Yankees. But with all the coverage of him the past few days, you would think it was the second coming of Jesus and leaving baseball, and there wouldn't be baseball today. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I, I agree with it, and and Derek Jeter is rare in the sense that he's never had any off-the-field issues. You never hear his name in the media for doing things wrong. He is a, a business-first guy. He's loyal to the Yankees. He's played in America's biggest market, consistently good for the last 19 years, however long he was there. So I get he should be praised, but I just thought it was a little overboard. It was impressive to end a game like that. It almost seemed scripted. That was... I agree, and I've got nothing again. Again, uh, nothing against Derek Jeter as a person. Uh, poor athletes could learn from him. I just thought it was over the top altogether, and that's not his fault. That's not his fault. Uh, and also, I'm a Red Sox fan, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're just you're just that's true. That's true. I agree. The rivalries. Yeah. Yeah, he is. And uh, anyway, we, we need to move on to our other topics. But uh, you're right. And they do finish up with the Red Sox this weekend. And, and Derek Jeter will not be playing uh, the outfield or this field. He'll be only a DH. He'll be DHing for uh, he's going to leave his last time as a shortstop at Yankee Stadium. And that's cool. And the Red Sox will send him off in a classy way, that's for sure. I, I'm not 100% sure if he knew that we were on live radio while he was having that conversation with me. I don't know. <laughs> but it, was, it was an interesting conversation here. I'm not sure the listeners were. It was. I, I'm sure the listeners couldn't. I mean, he, he was a big Derek Jeter fan, and there's a lot to like about Derek Jeter. Again, um, I just the, – the, all the coverage. But there will be baseball today, I promise you, and they are going to finish out this season despite Derek Jeter not making the playoffs. Uh, it was just – it was over the top, and, and he made a he made a point again. I'm sure you couldn't hear him on the airwaves, and I do apologize for that. Uh, I couldn't really cut him off. I mean, he was going. Should have got him a microphone. He was going off. Uh, I, but, I thought about giving him my headset. You should have. Why you keep eating that pizza? Uh, you. They do. They. He is right. I mean, the Brett Favre coverage, whether he's going, staying, doing this, doing that. They. They can. Media can make you kind of get sick and dislike an athlete. Again, no fault to Derek Jeter, but. People were just talking about how baseball is not going to be the same. And, uh, yeah, baseball's losing a, a very classy figure. But there, there, there will be more, I promise you. Uh, there are more already. There are baseball players that don't get in trouble off the field, that don't take steroids, that are, you know, everyday down-to-earth guys. Uh, so I, I just thought that was a little 
much. And, and it was an awesome way for him to go out at Yankee Stadium. I don't like the Yankees, but it was a good way for him to go out. Anyway, some golf talk. I think that's what I was getting to, right, Gates? I believe so. All right, well, I wanted to talk to you about it, but you didn't even watch. You're right, I didn't. For no reason. For, for no reason, other than it was on really early. Well, I mean, what time, unless you woke up at 1, I mean, it was still going on all day, all throughout the morning. Uh, so tomorrow we, we've got more four ball, which is uh, a United States pair going against a European pair, and it's just best ball. So everybody plays their own ball. You, at the end of the day, if uh, one guy on your team gets a birdie and you get a par, you take the birdie. You hope that birdie beats the European score and it's match play. So they'll start off with Watson and Kucher versus Rose and Stinson. Rose has been unbelievable. He was unbelievable today. Easily the the MVP for the European side. Uh, and, and Bubba Watson was terrible. I, I they they got beat. Five, down five with four holes remaining. Never competitive in their match this morning. It was Bubba Watson and Simpson. I'm just, ever since Bubba Watson's shenanigans at the PGA Tour, uh, the PGA Championship, rather, I've... Even though he apologized, you still, still hold the grudge? You don't apologize. You don't apologize. That's not like you had a bad day. That's not like, oh, yeah, you know what? That was... And I'm afraid, you, you know me, you've... You, sometimes listen to the show when you're not tuned out i'm a forgiving guy but that was i don't know it was rude it was disrespectful it was unnecessary uh and he just continued to go out of his way to almost make the situation worse not only did he not participate in the longest drive competition which if you don't want to do that that's fine but he made a point to hit an iron off the off the tee to show that hey i'm not participating i'm not going to play in your stupid games it's just a baby and then he just—he's always—he always seems to be complaining about something. And uh, the things I used to like about him are, are just kind of—they—they they fade away. You know, you can knock the snot out of the ball, but besides that, he's just not that good. Uh, he reminds me of just kind of a, a typical, typical European villain golfer. Just a guy that complains a lot, doesn't seem happy, doesn't really like what he's doing. So I'm done with him. Uh, if you want, if he gets America a point tomorrow morning, then I'd be okay with that. I don't think they're going to beat Rose and Stinson with how good they've been uh, this tournament. But we'll move on. Another guy that I don't think is great is Furick, and I'm probably in the minority of this. I just don't think he's a great Ryder Cup golfer because he's about as he's just very average. Isn't the right word. He's not going to win you. A, a match. He, he's going to be the guy. He's going to be your safe option. Uh, so if you wanted to put him with a guy like Bubba that, that does take, generally does take risk, although they haven't worked out lately for Bubba, uh, then Furyk would be a good good option. He's going to play with Hunter Mayhem. It's just Furyk is just so boring almost. He's just, uh, he's a, a guy that's playing for pars in the Ryder Cup when you've got to go out there and try to win holes. So I don't think that's uh, uh, I'm not a huge Furyk fan. They'll go against Donaldson and uh, Lee Westwood. That could be a that could be a match that the United States could get a point for. And then Reed and Spade, who should have played today after dominating in the morning match, should have been put in the afternoon session. They weren't. Uh, they'll take on Jorn and uh, Keimer, 
who I'm a huge Keimer fan and think he's really good. So hopefully the America can pull out a point there. And then we'll uh, end with Jimmy Walker, who was kind of the hero for America today. Ricky Fowler, who I, I, I used to not be a huge fan of, but now am. He'll take on McElroy and Ian Poulter. Uh, McElroy hit a very long putt. I never saw the numbers on it. I would have guessed... I mean, I'm not very good at this. I would have guessed maybe a 50-foot putt to extend the match on the 17th hole when his pair was down two. It won them the hole. A push there would have given the United States another point. So he wins the hole there. They go on the 18th. They win another. They win uh, another hole. So that is uh, where we stand heading into tomorrow. I can't wait to get up early and watch. Probably won't be a lot of sleep tomorrow. I have to drive to Lexington and cover that game. But that's all right. Ryder Cup comes, but once. Every two years, and it should be a uh, exciting Saturday. And they're playing in Scotland. The interesting thing about the the the, the Ryder Cup this year is they're not really they're not playing on a link style golf course, which makes no sense to me. Uh, if you're going to be playing in Scotland, and, and a lot of your European players are from England and, and from around the area, used to link style golf courses, what they grew up on uh, to an extent. And you're not even using that into your advantage. Now, so far, it's working for the Europeans anyway, as they're up 5-3. to three. Any big weekend plans, Yates? Uh, just the game tomorrow. That's about it. The, uh, that, uh, again, I, I've really been unfortunate with times. Again, I like going to Louisville games because I can enjoy a beer and not have to work after the game. If that would have been a night game, I would have been, I would have been fine. As, as I have it, I'll probably be getting in town with the end of the game. Maybe catch some post-game tailgating. Little fans go. can be pretty good about tailgating post game. Yeah. So yeah. we'll have to see uh, how that works out. But a uh, fun show today here live at Oxmoor for Lincoln. The, the, just unbelievable deals if you're looking for a car. Uh, Kentucky wins big tomorrow. Louisville wins big tomorrow. And we get to preview another week of football, uh, which could be potentially a huge week for UK football. Also, some basketball recruiting uh, news Isaiah Briscoe visiting. Kentucky this weekend. Uh, Be on the lookout next week. We might have something to talk about there too. So uh, join us next week. Enjoy your weekend. Listen to the rest of 1450 The Sports Buzz today. IU game on the air tomorrow. Thanks for listening. We'll see you Monday. Show them a way they can turn their money legal When the fans start to sweep up, I've been weave on them people's